So something that's been super cool about this year, 2020 has kind of been the year for people to dive into projects or businesses or passions because we've had a lot of extra time on our hands, haven't we folks? Um, But with that, I keep getting question after question about marketing and online marketing. And although I do pride myself on having an extensive knowledge in this area when it comes to marketing on Instagram, social media strategy, things like that, I'm not an expert. I kind of have just been like shooting from the hip for about four years and seeing what sticks and then assessing and then changing and then evolving, right? Well, I have a dear, dear friend, Danielle Hickey. She is actually one of my closest friends, but she's probably one of the smartest people I know in the marketing industry. Like we'll just have happy hours and then we'll start talking about marketing and then we'll just keep talking about marketing. And I'm like, wow, I'm learning so much. And that's how I've helped build myself and my own marketing strategy is from talking to her. So I decided I need to just cut to the chase and bring her on the show so she can start talking to all of you about your digital marketing strategy. So we're going to be getting into why marketing strategy is integral to your business, what you're doing wrong, how to diversify, how to know your audience, all of these things that are applicable to you if you're starting a business, if you're starting a blog, if you have an online website, if you are an influencer, very important. Danielle is an expert in all things marketing. She spent her career learning every online channel from SEO to paid advertising and more. And she's a serial entrepreneur. She's not only worked for bigger brands like Abercrombie & Fitch, Sabaro, and others, but she's also started several businesses outside of her career. So she has hands-on experience, which is what's amazing. So I'm going to stop talking, grab a notepad, because I absolutely love all of her hands-on tips, experience, knowledge, and she is telling us everything. We don't deserve her. We should definitely be paying her for all of this knowledge, but thanks so much for giving us the 401 Today, Danielle. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome to the show. We've got another episode of Misunderstood Podcast here. And I have a very dear friend. Hey. <laughs> Thanks so much for being on the show. I cannot just squeeze your brain with all of your knowledge. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. I've been patiently waiting for the day where you would choose to have me as a guest. So I'm super excited to be on. <laughs> well, um, yes, I, you know, I feel like I didn't even realize just how much of a marketing genius you were until probably the pandemic. I mean, I already, already knew you were like really, really good at your job and everything. And you have this super awesome business with your husband and you're super in demand. But after we started speaking at the very beginning of COVID back in March, you would just vent like over happy hours and you'd be like, oh, all these businesses are doing things wrong. And you would talk about like what you would <laughs> fix. And I was like, holy cow, she does a lot. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. No, I... I feel like I could talk about marketing, specifically digital marketing, um, on repeat for hours on end. So um, it does it makes sense why during a happy hour I might vent a little bit. <laughs> um, well, we'll try to keep it short today. But for the listeners, she's your go-to girl if you want to know about anything digital marketing. 
For sure. I mean, it's absolutely amazing how much you know. Um, so before we get into it, why don't you tell our audience how we connected? Because it's a super fun little story. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, I gush over it a lot. So I actually met Kelly through Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. What was it? A year? How long ago was it? Gosh, two years ago? A little bit? Maybe under two years? Two years in January. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Our friends anniversary is coming up. Uh, but <laughs> yes, I... I saw Kelly's Instagram through my Discover feed and just thought she was the cutest, prettiest, nicest human I'd ever seen and decided to follow her and always was a little like jealous because she'd always be posting these amazing friend group photos. And I was like, I want a girl gang like this. I want a boss girl gang who supports each other and lifts each other up like this is dreams. And sweet Kelly actually invited me to one of their outings and um unfortunately I couldn't make that one um because it was snowing and I think I just had a brand new car and I was you know maybe I got a little bit gun shy of going as well a little timid and so she actually invited me to her home for a bachelor night and I remember at the time she said do you watch the bachelor because I get a group of girls together to watch it and I was a lapsed bachelor fan for quite some time but I told a little white lie and said <laughs> yes I watch it all the time <laughs> I know every season <laughs> and yeah that's how how we kicked it off <laughs> it's so funny to me now because like I just know you so well now and to think that you like thought that highly of me I'm like now you know me you're like oh my god <laughs> Kelly what a nut um but serendipity what can I say yes thank you Instagram for making one of the best friendships and uh happen that I've ever had to be honest Aww. and I'm just very thankful so yeah here we thank are now. <laughs> well uh, thank you thank you I feel very blessed too and I mean, how appropriate is it that we're talking about leaning over Instagram when you're going to get into digital marketing specifics today? So this is a message that you and I kind of crafted for really anyone who's looking to, you know, pick up their business, kickstart their business or improve it. Um, I feel like we could have a completely separate conversation about influencers, influencing Instagram, you know, all of that. But I, I know you work hands-on with so many types of businesses. So first and foremost, what do you think is the most misunderstood thing about building a marketing strategy for your business? Oh, yes. Loaded, loaded question. But I definitely think the most misunderstood thing is that marketing has become in today's day and age a requirement for your business. So especially with new businesses, even with uh, legacy businesses, the competition is fierce and a lot of people are getting drowned out because it is so easy to create a business in today's day and age in the digital world. You have boutique shops popping up, um, people starting on Etsy, people starting on Shopify. There's so many businesses coming up. So creating a marketing strategy is how you're going to stand out and make sure your business lasts over time. And in order to do that, um, you need to take time and consistency. So there are no silver bullets in marketing, although anyone on the internet or perhaps anyone you might have seen target you with something, 
there is no quick fix. It is time and consistency and sticking to a plan that really is going to help you and your business be set apart. So a marketing strategy goes hand in hand with a business strategy. Yeah, I I really didn't even think of it as that important until, until you and I started talking and, you know, I don't run like a business in the sense of like an Etsy shop or, you know, things like that. I used to have a photography business, but now I have a podcast. And whenever you started saying things about other companies or their businesses or fitness companies, I was like, wow, that actually kind of like applies to me and like my audiences and what I'm not doing. And one thing that you mentioned before was like businesses, they're always like afraid to invest in digital marketing strategists like yourself because they think that they don't need it or they think that they can do it themselves. And it's like, no, no, this isn't always the case. Like this is a very important thing that you need a subject matter expert to know how to create for your business. Absolutely. I do think uh, DIY marketing for your business is a huge uh, mindset right now. And what I will say as I've gotten even more into this business and even more into the business side of people's business as well as their marketing is that it's all well and good to want to learn a new skill. And in fact, I encourage you to do that. But there is, does come a time and a point where your time needs to be focused on your business and not on marketing and trying to learn all the things. So paying someone else who already knows all the things uh, can really help you focus where you you shine and your core competencies mm -hmm. are while letting someone else shine in, in their core competencies and in their business. So investing in that strategy, even if it is just a roadmap or playbook that someone creates for you is definitely a worthwhile and integral part of growing and scaling your business. I feel like so many business owners are stubborn when it comes to that. I mean, you know that more than I do, but they don't want to admit they need they need help or they don't want to admit that they've outgrown their old strategy that it just isn't really cutting it anymore and they if they want to keep up with the joneses like they have to change their game so we're going to get into three of the biggest things um that you can do to improve your marketing strategy i know you and i could talk about this for hours but the first thing you said was marketing is integral to your business. So kind of expand on that and explain why it is so integral. Yeah, absolutely. So something that I've come across more frequently today, even more than ever, and I think this happens to be the case because we are in the world of COVID and living with the pandemic. So there are a lot of people who have unfortunately been laid off or have extra time on their hands and want to start maybe a side hustle and this want to grow it into a full-time income. And I've come across so many people who have the mentality of, well, if I build it, they will come. Um, and so unfortunately, this isn't, you know, the field of dreams that we all think it's going to be. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice, right? Uh, but it, it's not quite like that. Um, it's, you know, if you have a business, but nobody knows about it, how are you going to sell? How are you yeah. going to get in front of people? And the way that they know about it is more and more through marketing. So maybe in the, the old days, it might have been purely through word of mouth. Perhaps you have a small business where most of your sales or revenue is coming from 
really good friends who are trying to help you out or people who, you know, are friends of friends that you're asking for sales, you know, and, and that's a great way to start and get reviews and get some, like a litmus test on your product. But it's definitely not going to be a full-time income. And, you know, this is where the marketing strategy comes in. So um, what I have seen people do wrong as Ooh, yeah. not I don't know yes. wrong. <laughs> give me <laughs> the tea <laughs> the tea yes spilling it now so like I said I think it's it's not starting your business with the mindset that you're gonna that marketing is a necessary expense so when you start your business and you think okay I have to have a website so I pay for the web domain I have to have um, these other systems. So, for example, if you're on Instagram, maybe you're using a social media posting platform like Later that you're paying for. And so you, you're willing to make those, those investments because in your mind you've qualified those for your business. A lot of people don't qualify marketing as an investment, and that is definitely the number one thing that I think people do wrong. And then they get sticker shock when they see, oh, my gosh, I have to pay someone for this down the line. And at that mm. point, they're, they're even a little desperate. You know, maybe they've invested a ton of money, a ton of time into having this product come to fruition or in their website and DIYing it, um, which is still awesome. This is the entrepreneurial spirit that I absolutely love. Yeah. But um, you don't want to get to a point where you're absolutely desperate for your business to work to reach out to a marketing person. Instead, invest a little bit in the forefront, see it as a necessary investment, and you'll be much better off in the long run. And honestly, you'll be much happier in your business. The people that I've seen doing things right, so, and this is where I come in as a consultant, are people who have reached out to me before their website has launched, uh, before they're too far down the road and they start maybe realizing, oh, you know what? The DIY approach was all well and good for a couple months, but I'm seriously in need of, you know, an expert. Uh, Those people, I think, are much better off in the long run because I can come up and help with the infrastructure of the marketing, the framework, giving them a playbook to live by, having plans for you know the first month, the second month, the third month. They're able to scale at a much faster rate than the business who might be 6, 12, 18, two years down the line, and, and they're just not quite getting where they need to be. Um, so those are kind of the differences there. I think a lot of people have this mindset that like hiring on someone for marketing is kind of like asking for help. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't want to admit that they need help or it's not in their wheelhouse and you're doing yourself a disservice by doing totally. that. You know, like you said, like write out your strengths or weaknesses, assess those. Some people are great on Photoshop and InDesign and they can like really, really pick it up and that's awesome. But other people, they're just good at building the product. You know, like they are the science and the brain behind that nutrition plan or the fitness or the workouts or whatever it is. And they're never going to be the marketers. So they need to like relinquish that stubbornness and that pride and realize they need to outsource it because asking for help is completely okay in this industry. Yeah. 100%. People feel very vulnerable when they have to reach out and ask for help. Um, and even piggybacking off of that, sometimes there's like, okay, well, I'm going to ask for help, but I'm going to make sure it's like a cheaper route. So you might hire a coordinator level or a specialist at first simply to post on Instagram or create 
uh, designs for you. And that's really great. Or maybe even a VA just to kind of help with customer service. All those things are great because you're asking for help. I will say what I have found even within the marketing niche is there are people who are really, really good subject matter experts. So they are all in on Instagram or they are all in on paid ads. And those people might not even understand what a strategy truly is, which mm. at this point I've seen strategy be as a term way overused to the point where I'm almost trying to figure out a new word um, for marketing strategy because so many people say, well, I have a strategy, but what they're really saying is I know how to tactically execute this. And that is very different than, you no, know, we're creating a strategy and, and it's, it's very different language and skill sets there. So it's, it's fine tuning that for sure. Wow. That is so true. I actually recently talked to someone on the podcast and they said that it was a fellow podcaster. She mentioned that like a lot of people reach out to her to be featured and they always, she's like, okay, what are you an expert in? Because I want someone who is an expert in building a business, doing X, Y, Z, finding your passion, motivational speaking. Like, what is it? And they're like, oh, I'm an expert on mental health. And she's like, the term expert is so overused because people will define themselves as an expert, but really all they do is they just know like buzzwords. They know yes. the buzzwords. They know the catchphrases. And I was like, wow, that is so true because I come across people who are enthusiasts. You know, maybe they want to be on the podcast. Maybe they want to run a business. Who knows? But they're so in over their head because they just know the surface. They don't actually know, like, the meat and the potatoes as to why. They can't explain why. They can't share why. They can't build the blocks like you're talking about. They just know a couple things to kind of maybe get them there, maybe like one platform that they've learned really, really well. So yes. that is, I think we could even have, yes, it's very core distinction there. I think we could even have a whole nother podcast about dirty buzzwords to watch out for when hiring a marketing professional, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I can help out there, you know, avoid these, these five things and look for someone who says these things instead. But um... I believe it. I totally <laughs> believe it. Yes. Um, you know, and another thing too, you mentioned that like building this into your plan when you start a business, like from the very beginning and not just having like that sticker shock to relate it to something personal. Like, I feel like it's similar to pageants. People like will reach out to me and say, oh my God, I think I'm going to compete in a pageant. Like you did so well. What did you do? And (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) notice I don't mention once address like I anytime anyone has like re- like messaged me and they were like oh you really need to buy an amazing dress like that is it's not even on my top three because it's all of that the like the backbone is your physical your mental like all of those things that go into prepping for a pageant and it's expensive so if you want to oh, prepare yes. for something you want to be successful it takes investment and it's usually not investment in what you would think they immediately think gown but it's not it's a trainer it's a interview coach it's a mental management yep. coach it's a walking coach like those are the fundamentals that are going to make you successful and i feel like it's the same thing with business yeah. and marketing i actually feel like that bleeds really nicely into our second point of mm-hmm. marketing tips and tricks in um diversifying marketing efforts because you just made me think of a really cool analogy maybe for the the pageant folks Ooh, <laughs> right yes now. let's hear it 
Yeah. So uh, one thing Kelly and I had talked about was how the one of our second tips is diversifying your marketing efforts. So what I mean by that is there are what I like to like kind of buckets into marketing efforts. I have a slow burn bucket and any of my clients who have me are and if they happen to be listening are like yes we know we've heard the slow burn and the fast burn speech but for anyone who's new uh there's the slow burn bucket and then there's maybe a spark or the fast burn bucket and so the slow burn bucket will be marketing tactics that take about three to six months to build so we're talking about seo organic social media perhaps blogging and or podcasting or content creation And then there's those fast burns or those sparks. So that's more of the immediate traffic or gratification with paid advertising like Google, Facebook, TikTok, and you're actually paying to get in front of those audiences immediately. And so as you were talking about the pageant thing, I'm thinking, okay, if I were going to liken this or make an analogy when you're speaking to, you know, folks who are interested in pageants, it's like you're telling them hey, you got to do these core foundational things in with, you know, training right, eating right, and investing in these certain things where most people are seeing the the vanity in the, mm-hmm. the fast burn where they're like, oh, it's a pretty dress. It's got to be a great dress. So I always think of paid advertising as the pretty dress, I guess, is yes. the, the shiny object syndrome, quite literally. Um, and so many people who are starting are so to throw their money at Facebook or any sort of ad platform without really work into those background things that are absolutely required as well. And you got to compare, you got to combine those in order to get the maximum ROI for all of your efforts. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, and you know what, I think I f- failed so many times that now I, I didn't even know what slow burn and fast burn was before this conversation. But I well, good. Somehow, like, <laughs> teaching something, I guess <laughs> you are. I've somehow like integrated that into my life subconsciously because when I started my podcast, I was like, "All right, this is going to be a long haul effort. Like, you can't have that quick satisfaction of getting 500 downloads in the first day." I shared this in a previous podcast. I literally got 11 downloads the day I launched. 11. <laughs> And I cried. I turned it off. That's actually really good. I'm like, you're 11 people. That's actually awesome. (laughs) 11 people tuned in. And I cried to Austin. I was like, oh my God, no one cares. I'm so sad. And he was just like, Kelly, like, it's fine. Long haul, long haul. This is your first day. And then I was a lot happier because a week later I was up to like 500 and 600. Yay. Oh yes. You're rocking it. (laughs) um, But yes, it was that initial like, you know, kind of slap in the face that, oh, wait, just because you have X amount of followers, just because you have this many people who say they'll tune in, that doesn't mean that's going to be the case. And I was like, you know what, I have a long term goal here. My long term goal is to build this into something big, but it's going to take time. So you are I mean, you hit the nail on the head there. I can't believe I didn't even know what those terms were. But it makes sense. I don't know if I coined them myself. It it made sense to me. But (laughs) Yeah, I think it's you do have those slow burns and fast burns, and it's 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 not to say that you the fast burn is wrong. It's just to say you should have at least two to three in you know each of those buckets. So to start, you know maybe you have SEO and you have paid advertising, and so that you're hitting both of those. And I think 
the other point that might hit home with some folks with having only one channel that you're really, really focused on without building those other ones is TikTok. You know, just recently, I think a lot of TikTok influencers or people on TikTok had a big scare that, oh my gosh, it's going to get taken away. And that is a prime example of don't put all your eggs in a basket that you don't, you don't own that basket. So, mm. you know, it's, if you're putting everything in that thing, you have no control over it. Similar to Instagram. You know, if you're only putting everything into Instagram, Instagram, we have no control over it. It could literally be gone tomorrow. And what happens then? What, what's your, your fail safe? So I know that that's like a scary that's world. I know it's a scary <laughs> world to live in without Instagram, <laughs> but these are true things. I mean, we don't own these platforms. We have no control over Facebook who owns Instagram, what their business. And so that's why you don't always want to just go gung ho into one thing because you could find yourself in a very dangerous situation if that thing were to fail. That's so scary because I'm not to, not to like just I feel like I just felt like heart doomsday <laughs> doomsday talk well, I just dropped a bomb I'm so sorry I didn't mean to sound so you know but this is just real talk you know and yes. that's what I think that I'm here for it's the real talk it's not to say don't go I don't know if you can hear me but I'm knocking on wood right now I'm knocking on wood <laughs> Um, I feel I feel like the collective <gasps> gasp happens. Like, what do you mean? But it um, is true, and it's just more of a, a wake up call. Just start looking into other things that could could kind of support your business. Yes, I for my podcast, I'm working on the same thing, kind of you know putting it on multiple platforms. But I mean, do you remember when my Navy Instagram account went down last fall? Oh my gosh! Yes, and that I mean that's that's my biggest prospecting source is Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, that's my biggest way of, you know, getting leads for recruiting and whatnot. And I woke up one morning and it was gone. I mean, I was at 10,000 followers and it was just gone. And I was like, wait a second, I don't have anything else. Like I have some email tactics, but really it's all Instagram. So, I mean, it can be applied to multiple areas of my life and probably everyone's life. But it's really scary when you realize all your eggs are in one basket. You're <laughs> like, oh, yes, no. absolutely. Um, I think of it almost like a uh, house of sorts, which is, mm-hmm. um, you know, just another analogy, but visually uh, like a house. So you have a bunch of supporting beams holding up the house. And if you only have one beam holding up the house, uh, once it gets knocked out, you know, the house is crumbled. So yeah. it's you don't want to ever be in that situation. You want to be in a situation where maybe you have two to three beams holding it up. That way, if one gets knocked down, you know, you might take a little dip, but it's okay because you can kind of reinvest, pivot, and you have two other strong, viable marketing options or revenue streams coming in that, you know, it's not necessarily like a doomsday scenario. It's, it's okay, let's just reevaluate and pivot and like we've got this. And so that's, it's like security. Well, I don't know if it's the coffee, but I'm kind of anxious right now. thinking about everything crumbling around me oh no 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 no. don't be me folks don't be me i'm gonna apply all your lessons learned so okay we're gonna go into number three which is know your audience and one thing that you mentioned on the call beforehand is just everyone keeping it way too broad so expand on that like what people are doing right now and why they need to know their audience 
Yes, absolutely. So just to bring it back up, beat Kelly, so you don't, um, your heart doesn't burst out of your chest. This is already something, you know, you're doing great in this area. So give yourself a pat on the back. Uh, You know, your audience everywhere and you know, whether it's your Navy account or your personal account. So, so that's a positive note. You can take a deep breath. Everything's going to be fine. Um, And you know, if not, you have me, it's okay. That's Um, true. (laughs) So knowing your audience. Yes. Like I, have mentioned to Kelly before and now saying it to the audience now it's it's truly a difficult thing to explain uh because so many people start out in a business and when you ask them a question and say okay so who do you who do you want to buy your product um that seems like a silly question to a business owner because they're like well I obviously want everybody to buy my product I want all of the sales um and so while yes obviously I would love that for you as well Uh, The marketing aspect of this is that if you're trying to market your product or your service to everybody, you're really not marketing it to anybody. So let me give maybe a real world example. Um, There's one thing when maybe you're going to, I've been doing a lot of online shopping. So I think my like go to is boutiques, but you (laughs) could go to a boutiques Instagram page and say they post this super pretty frilly top that's like off the shoulder and bell sleeve and you're like loving it you go to their instagram caption and it's like beautiful bell sleeve off the shoulder top great for plus size girls and small girls and medium sized girls and really all the girls all of a sudden you're kind of like wait a second this doesn't really speak to me you had me but now you've lost me and that's mm-hmm. an example of like you're just you're trying to do too much so what i always try to do ooh, is like ooh, ooh, hold ooh, on. Yes, i have an yes. example um Yes. So like when I'm shopping online and it says one size. Yes. Like I. One size fits all. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So like not, not one marketing strategy fits all because I'm a hundred pounds. So if you tell me one size, I'm going to challenge you and say probably doesn't fit me. So right. I immediately keep scrolling. Well, Kelly, I'm like, no. Kelly and I are very different body types. So what fits <laughs> Kelly is like definitely not going to fit me. So one size fits all is very subjective and exactly. it's subjective to the viewer. And so that it just, it's too, you're trying to market to too many people. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so I, I usually try to start people off with who is your product or service most geared toward? Um, I like to at least niche down into an area. So let's say it's women 25 to 35 are most likely to buy this. What I like to help people do is get one step further and say, okay, so if we could pick one person, let's call her Jill. Who is Jill? Is she 28? Is she 29? Is she an HR manager? Is she um, a marketing expert? Is she a freelance photographer? Who is Jill? And create this entire human being on paper. And this is who you should be marketing to. And every Instagram post, every caption, every email you write, every bit of copy on your website, you are speaking to Jill. And you should be reading that through the lens of Jill. Would Jill buy this? Is this going to make Jill feel comforted? Is this going to be solving this solution for Jill? And that sounds, you know, kind of silly when I tell people this. Um, I'm, it usually starts to make sense when they are actually going to create content. All of a sudden, people start saying to me, oh my gosh, I market to Jill and it's so much easier for me to write this blog post because instead mm-hmm. of trying to fit and make sure that everybody can relate to this, I'm just trying to make sure Jill can relate to this. 
And a lot of business owners try to create, you know, Jane and Jill and someone else. And I said, no, just focus on Jill. And here's the reason why. Because let's say Jill is 25 and you're trying to market a yoga mat to her and it's specific for her. Well, Christmas comes around, Jill's mom is looking for a yoga mat for Jill and she's going to see your marketing and be like, this sounds just like my daughter. My daughter would love this or, you know, husbands do the same thing. And so you're, you don't have to market to the husband and the mom in order to capture their attention. Uh, so really narrowing in can help in so many ways. It makes your copy more effective and it honestly helps you as a business owner, just kind of hone in and focus in one area and do that super, super well, rather than being a master of none and doing, trying to market to a lot of people really badly. Whoa. Jill. Jill. <laughs> Jill just dropped the mic. Uh, crazy. My BFF Jill. Yes, Our that BFF Jill. Jill just killed it. So it's so funny you said that because like my podcast is def- – I mean it encompasses a lot because I have a lot of different kinds of audiences. I, I get stressed out about this because I feel like I don't have one audience. Um, I'd say women, you know, and then I have an age group. But fun fact, with the exception of my Navy podcast, like those are very specific to my Navy audience. Um, I market all my podcasts for Mariah. I think <laughs> I think of Mariah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like for those of you who don't know, Mariah's one of my best friends. Um, I've spoken about her a lot before on my podcast, but we just had a girls' trip with Mariah. And oh, sweet, sweet like, Mariah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like just like literally two weeks ago, um, they all came out to Los Angeles and Mariah it like I met Mariah through pageants, so we had that passion. But then I also like we do modeling together and we also talk about influencing together and we talk about dreams together and goals and nutrition and staying focused. We talk about all of things in like our day-to-day conversation. So I, when I started doing the podcast, I was like, oh, like, what would Mariah and I talk about? Because it's such a broad range of things, but it always relates back to she and I and specifically her. So I kid you not, Mariah texted me like a month ago and was like, I swear all of your podcasts are targeted at me. She's like, ah! because, she's like, it's always what I need to hear. And I was like, no, that's crazy. That would never be the case. That's so and I was weird. Like, I was they are. Like, they are all targeted <laughs> to you. So my Jill is Mariah. Fun fact. Shout out Mariah. <laughs> Shout out Mariah Payne. Yes, the happiest woman that ever walked the earth. So funny. Um, okay, so but yeah, it makes it a lot easier to yes. create content when you're really focusing on one person and. Yeah. It's it makes I think people's jobs more fun to be honest because it it just narrows the scope. And it's and it it makes it a lot less daunting. Wow, I'm already, I'm just kind of rethinking everything about my life currently. I mean, <laughs> like we'll I'm already, I'm no still worries. stressed about Instagram. <laughs> like if Instagram go down tomorrow, I don't know what I. Oh no! Do. <laughs> um, well, I'm sure. Yeah, sorry about that. I share that had anxiety. To, <laughs> I had I, to drop a truth bomb. <laughs> it is that is a, a huge truth bomb for sure. Um. But okay, to wrap up, I mean, we talked about marketing being integral to your business, diversifying your market efforts, knowing your audience, and what is most misunderstood about building a strategy for your business. Danielle, can you leave us with any other tidbits 
or large bombs, um, as you have so done so far, um, <laughs> that our listeners might maybe a little cliffhanger, if you will, for our listeners to know um, before they get ready to grab their phones and reach out to you and talk all about marketing strategy. Oh gosh, loaded question. I will mm-hmm. say just to end on a more positive note, um, simply because I do, I do have a tendency to throw in a lot of truth bombs because uh, I'm a real talker. But you are, you're I would a real say, talker. And yeah, that's before I'm real the talker. wine. We'll do this podcast <laughs> with wine next time, and Danielle Yo, gosh, get real yes. honest. <laughs> That is so true. But in weekend, maybe we can even have questions or see what your listeners have for follow-up questions and create a whole new podcast. But what I would leave everyone with is if you're feeling like super anxious and you're not sure where to start, um, I would 100% start with know your audience and who your person is. So who your Jill or who your Mariah is, mm-hmm. uh, whether you want to stop listening right now, pick up the pen and paper literally start jotting down who you believe your business is most built for and create that persona. Give them an age, give them a career, give them aspirations, fears, and then figure out where your product fits in their life and start there. And suddenly the scope will start to get a lot smaller. Um, So, you know, I would start there. And then once you have that, feel free to reach out to me and we can totally craft a strategy that is tailored to your business And you're going to start feeling like the world is opening up and things are going to get so much playbook and your business is going to thrive. So that that's my homework to the audience. I love (laughs) it. Or maybe reaching out to me and then, you know, we'll go from there. Great action item. Love it. Uh, Well, this is amazing. Oh, my mind is blown on so many levels and it's just what I needed to hear. I'm going to focus on my slow burn and my fast burn buckets right now. I'm going to take yes. out my little notepad and write them out. But um, thank you so much, Danielle. You are amazing. Please let our audience know where they can find you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in. If you would like to reach out to me directly, please feel free to email me at digitalbydanielle at gmail.com. My name is spelled D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E. So it's pretty straightforward, digitalbydanielle at gmail.com. Feel free to shoot me some questions or set up some time with me to chat through your business and how I might be able to help you create that elusive marketing strategy. Well, my digital marketing boss, babe, love you to death. Thank you so much for being on the show. I think we set the record straight on some marketing misunderstandings today. Absolutely. Love it. Happy to to come back anytime. (laughs) Perfect. See you next time. Hey world, thanks so much for tuning in. If you have 10 seconds of your time, please consider going to rate my podcast on iTunes. You can find me on iTunes and Spotify and also follow me on Instagram at misunderstood.podcast or at Kelly Renee Hall. I love hearing from you guys. I love feedback, insight, and I appreciate you tuning in week by week. Thanks so much. And I appreciate you continuing to find out how we can get a better understanding of ourselves.